0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks.
1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. The show is on break for two and a half weeks after today. Tony, what are you going to do with all that time?
2: I'm Tony Kornheiser, three things: play golf. Take naps, complain, pretty much what I do on every day. I was gonna say, off, isn't that your no MO usually?
1: Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I take have it gonna a little gonna bit of gonna distance say, to play
1: golf, though. Well, but you could come with me and play in Ireland. Adair Manor, yeah, gonna, Valley Bunyan, yeah. huh? huh? I gotta tell
2: you, Adair Manor looked so great on TV. I ended yeah. that trip. Very fired. Even if you're gonna watch football at the end of it. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, show Hey Homers twice. Justin Verlander wins again, and Matthew Stafford's elbow hurts. But we begin today with West Coast Baseball. The Padres open a series tonight with the division-leading Dodgers in Los Angeles. The Padres have lost nine of their last ten in L.A. Wilbon, given the Padres' splashy acquisitions at the trade deadline, how significant is this three-game set against the Dodgers?
1: Tony, I'm not for making crazy declarations in August about Major League Baseball. But the Padres, because of that splash and because of something else that most people aren't going to factor in, but I am. Tony, it's that, an emotional team. I mean, the, the personalities on that team have outsized emotions. We've seen that. We saw it last year. I mean, you know, pe- some people, the Dodgers seem cold and calculating and not much sort of pushes them one way or the other. The Padres... I mean, just seem to be out there. They wear their emotions on their sleeves as a group. I mean, guys like Machado and Tatis, when he gets back in there, I, I, I think they need to win this. I don't think they need to sort of fall behind in the wild card. They're not catching the Dodgers. That's not important. But that's who they're playing. That's who they're looking at. I mean, you know, Magic Johnson used to always talk about he would be playing, you know, the Bulls or the Cavaliers, but he was playing Larry Bird. He was playing the Celtics 3,000 miles across the country. That's the position that the San Diego Padres are in now. They're playing the Dodgers the rest of this season.
2: Yeah, I think they probably have to win two out of three to make the Dodgers look back at them and notice that some train may be coming up. I don't want to overreact. I don't want to overstate. Um, The Padres are already in the wild card, okay? So we know that. They're, They're a good team. But it does seem to me, Mike, that sometimes series are more important than others. I don't think you can have a critical series in August. I think they come in September. But the Padres and the Dodgers will play nine more times all in September after this series. Some of those may be critical series. We have seen large leads dissipate. I don't think you can catch a team at 12 and a half, but maybe you can. Clayton Kershaw got hurt yesterday. Tatisu, you mentioned. He's going to come back. To me, Mike, this is an opportunity for the Padres. The Houston Astros had this opportunity a while back in Yankee Stadium. I'm pretty sure they beat the Yankees in a series. And so that started the Astros on the way up, and they're real close to the Yankees now. I sort of see the Padres with that opportunity. I think if they lose the series, I think most of us will turn around and say, okay, they're not as good as the Dodgers. Because they're not, Mike. The Dodgers have they're the not. best record they're in not. baseball. Right. They right. do.
1: But, Tony, they got to stay. Look, they got teams chasing them in the wild card. I mean, they got they only one up in the loss column, I believe. And, again, Tone, that mercurial personality that lets them yeah. soar, but also they lose a couple of dang games, they get down on themselves. I, I want to see how they control that. What's their personality okay. going to be like this week? And looking forward to this, I really am. Another big series in the NL got underway last night. Mets beat the Braves 6-4 in a game that featured recent acquisition Tyler Naquin homering twice in his home debut, and a six-out save from New York closer Edwin Diaz. The Mets lead is now four and a half games, and there are four games left in this series, Tone. How many, then, do the Braves need to win? Okay, so we just talked about the fact that the Padres
2: were 12 and a half back from the Dodgers. This is four and a half. It's not the 11 and a half that Seattle is back from Houston. It's not the 10.5 that Toronto is back from the Yankees. The Yankees. It's 4.5. You can make up 4.5 in one week. You can make up 5.5. 6.5, you begin to drift a little bit. So to me, Mike, the Braves have to win two of the next four. Because if they only win one, that's 6.5, and, and that's dangerous. Here's the problem for the Braves Scherzer's going in one of these games. DeGrom is going in one of these games. They're all in New York. The Braves put a lot of pressure on themselves yesterday by losing the first game.
1: Yeah, Tone. The, the, the most important part of this discussion to me is that we're getting to the point to where to the point with those two aces. Those are two aces. I mean, if they're healthy, Scherzer and DeGrom, you're not beating them. You're just not. <laughs> they got the best pitching, Tone. They got two other pitchers in that starting. They got a force them a quartet. Nobody seems to have that anymore. The Mets are the best team. I, I I hate this. And I know I say I don't pronounce stuff in early August, but the Mets are the best team. If those guys are healthy, those two aces, the Mets are winning. The Mets are better than the yeah. Yankees. They might not be better than the Astros, who I think also have two aces. I, I do. I'm Verlander, I mean, come on now. Verlander is the equal. I know you don't want to say this of your How about boy. The he is the equal. How about
2: the Dodgers? Uh, he, they're the, Dodgers the equal of the Dodgers. Than the Mets.
1: And I don't Ooh. think so. I think, I think the Mets, Ooh. tone with those two pitchers. Now, the Braves, to go back to the yeah. question, the Braves have to win two. I agree with you completely. They need to win yeah. three. They need to win three so out of the is, remaining four to sort of put a dent in it.
2: This is interesting to me because I know you hate the Mets, and most of the time I'm amused by that. But yeah. I am happy that you are conceding that the Mets are a good and well-balanced team. Potentially They won great. nine out of their last ten. They got the starting pitching with Diaz. They got the relief pitching. The relief. They can hit yeah. for average, and they can hit for power with Alonzo and Lindor. They're a really good team. You know, Mike, the new owner came in, and he spent a lot of money. And now, a couple of years later, it looks like that money was wisely spent because they're yeah. good.
1: They are they're good. A good team. Potentially, great. Potentially
2: great. Potentially great. I'll just stick with good for a while. We move to football and defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams. Their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, has a bad throwing elbow. He's practicing, but he's essentially on a pitch count with his passes. His coach, Sean McVay, says, quote, it's a tricky deal and abnormal for a quarterback, unquote. McVay likened this injury to something a baseball pitcher might suffer. What bunch of the Rams be curious, I'm sorry, cautious or concerned, a lot of C words
1: there, cautious or concerned and curious, about Stafford's elbow? All of the above, all the C words. Yes, they should be, and they're being cautious, Tone. Because he's not participating. He's, he's, he's there at practice. He is throwing, as we just saw. But he's not, you know, getting in the number of reps he might otherwise. And so that's caution. And it, and, and it shows that they're concerned because they wouldn't be doing this if they weren't. They would just let it fly coming off a Super Bowl victory and a veteran quarterback who knows his own body, knows what to do, knows what he yep. wants to do, surrounded by, you know, medical staff and trainers all the time. I, I don't pay a lot of attention to anything that happens other than somebody's out with a knee injury in training camp because so many things are overstated, and I'm not into reading tea leaves. I know you like to do that, but they should be concerned and cautious, and they're being that, so I'm not sure what yeah. more there is at this time.
2: Yeah. Uh, Stafford had this injury last year. It didn't seem to hurt him all that much. He had 41 touchdown passes in a regular season. He had nine in the playoffs, and he won a Super Bowl. Life-changing, right? There's that wink that he does. But I will say, and, and because they won, Mike, McVeigh doesn't have to rush him at all. You wait for him no. to tell you that he's ready. They won the Super Bowl. But I will say this, and I want to get the names right. Behind him at the moment Nobody are John Wolford. John Wolford, <laughs> who threw four passes last year and completed Nobody. one. And Bryce Perkins, who I never heard of until yeah. yesterday, who's never thrown a pass. You don't necessarily want to think you can defend the Super Bowl with that. I, I will jump to this one thing. And it's tricky. I don't think he's really hurt, but what if he's really hurt? If you want to use that baseball analogy, guys who have bad elbows in baseball, they end up in surgery. If Stafford ends up in surgery, he is probably out at that point. And, and you say to yourself, is, is this a reasonable possibility? The Rams don't have a number one pick to trade to get a quarterback because they went all in last year. They don't have a number one pick for 100 years. Now, they cash the ticket. Good for them. But Stafford is a major part of this whole thing, and I wonder if he's actually out. If he's actually out, does McVay call up his good friend Kyle Shanahan at a blood rival,
1: the 49ers, and inquire about Garoppolo? Because good luck with that. You can call, but I wouldn't take his call if I was the 49ers. Of all the teams, I'm not helping. I'm not helping the The Dallas Cowboys or the Rams. I'm not helping them, Tony. And I went to the depth chart like you did, and I wanted to see, oh, wait a minute who are the Rams' backup quarterbacks? I'm still asking, who are the Rams' backup quarterbacks? So you, you hope the guy's out a little and not a lot.
2: Let's take a break. Coming up, and not at all. Shohei Homer twice, but did Justin Verlander actually
1: have the more impressive night? And Aaron Judge is having an incredible season, as we know. But is Paul Goldschmidt having an even better one? Goldschmidt playing for do another you, team I hate.
2: Do you still hate the Mets? Because you've been, you're considering they're really
1: good. Mets, you Cardinals, still Packers. Mets, Cardinals, Packers. The reverse order Packers, Cardinals,
0: Mets. That That's my hatred order in sports. uninterrupted listening so no more cliffhangers amazon music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you and it's already included in your prime membership to start listening download the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash pti that's amazon.com slash pti to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.
2: It's time for Toss Up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, starts the vacation he's been looking forward to all summer, then gets sick of it. After 72 hours, at most, what's first?
1: Toss-up, more impressive last night, Shohei Ohtani or Justin Verlander?
2: Okay, so Shohei Ohtani hit two home runs. This is the fifth multi-homer game for him of the year. They were both solo shots. The Angels hit seven home runs, Mike, all solo shots, and they lost lost. because they always lose. Because the only time it's they Charlie win Brown. is when Shohei pitches. And he didn't Charlie pitch last Brown. night. So the answer for me is Verlander, who's been such a great guest on this show a number of times. Justin Verlander last night went six innings, scoreless innings, in a 6-0 win against Cleveland at 38 years old. He let three people get to first, and nobody got further than first. I want to get these numbers exactly right. He's 15-3. and three. His ERA is 1.73. He's a better pitcher this year than Otani. He's a Cy Young pitcher this year. Otani's a better hitter, but nobody asked
1: Verlander to do that, do that. No. I'm going to tell you something, Tony. I said this a few weeks ago. It was sort of flippant, and I had people, my friends, texted me and said, okay, don't get crazy, and we'll talk about Aaron Judge in a second. But Verlander is not just the easy favorite right now for Cy Young ahead of Otani and others, he could be the MVP. I mean, if, if, everybody's been slurping the Yankees all spring and summer. If the Houston Astros catch and pass the Yankees for best record and Verlander does something that people don't even do anymore, win 22 or 23 games, don't tell me that Verlander isn't in the discussion, the short oh, for MVP. Oh, sure. oh, he sure. should be. Sure. Even with Judge having the season that Judge is having, So the answer to the question about last night is easily since the Angels lost. They are Charlie Brown, Tony. Nothing they do seems to work. Even when they have a night where you go, wait a minute, seven home runs. How many teams have done that? The answer is Verlander easy. uh, Verlander.
2: I don't know how you get seven home runs and lose. I don't know how you you do that. And score no home
1: runs any other way. Toss-up, their team start a series tonight. Who's having the more impressive season? Aaron Judge? Or Paul Goldschmidt?
2: The obvious answer is judge because of the flashy quality really? of what he's done so far. Really? He's got, I'm going to I'm get to the other guy. Let me talk. He's okay. got 43 home runs. He's 10 clear of everybody in baseball. He's 17 clear of Goldschmidt at the moment. He's got 98 RBI. It's the best in the majors. It is. But Goldschmidt's having a great year. Goldschmidt is, is in the running in the National League for the Triple Crown. Judge is not in the running for the Triple Crown because of batting average. At the moment, if I have this right, Goldschmidt's batting 332. That's 34 points higher than Judge is batting. That's significant. He's second in RBI. He's fourth in home runs. So we don't want to sleep on him. I will tell you that my answer is Aaron Judge. But that is the case I will make for Paul
1: Goldschmidt. It's easy to make that case. When you're hitting that much more, and by the way, I think... Judge has 93 runs better than 98, but that's my most quibbling. Okay. Tony, Tony, Judge is going to hit more home runs in that little band box park. And if six or eight of those have gone to right field that are 220 feet, we call that like a sand wedge. We do. You can do this if you want. But the fact is, I'm watching the Jeter special, which, by the way, it's great. It's really good. I didn't think I was going to watch it. It's really good. My God, it's great to watch Jeter. But, Tony. It is. A third of Jeter's home runs were pop flies to right field to lead off again, but it. it was just smart. Jeter took advantage Judge of what he it, had. The right Judge thing. Tony Judge has Tony, Tony, Judge got six to eight home runs to right field that are sandwiched. i they these games. Huh? Maybe they're deep. Goldschmidt deep the is streets. the MVP leader as Judge is. They both are the leaders in their respective leagues. So it's gonna be a tough Goldschmidt, Tony, 332? I mean, come on That's now. I mean, yeah. Goldsmith's having one hell of your a year. I think equal.
2: Your disdain for Yankee Stadium and your yeah. hatred of the Mets. People know yeah. who you are. People know. <laughs> That's, That's it. good. Let's I take one last break. He is come, who we thought when we he break is. break down last night's big
1: preseason tilt between the Raiders and the Jaguars. I need to say something about that. Go ahead. And by the way, you know, I love going to Yankee Stadium. I, I love going there. Yeah. Could this be Miguel Cab- Cab- Cabrera's last season? Now, if he goes to Yankee Stadium, he can hit 90 home gonna, runs in a the year. Going pop ball game. I was going to give
2: it five minutes, but it came on late, and I forgot about it, and I never watched it. I watched the Out introductions. I didn't watch. I it.
0: Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person.
2: Happy time, people. Happy 82nd birthday, Roman Gabriel. History lesson, kids. Gabriel was an NFL quarterback for 16 seasons, mostly with the Rams. He came out of NC State in 1962, where he was the number two overall pick in the NFL by the Rams, and the number one overall pick in the AFL by the Oakland Raiders. He chose the more established NFL and was MVP of the league in 1969. That year, he led the Rams to an 11-3 record and he led the league with 24 touchdown passes because they ran the ball a lot more than than now. Gabriel made four Pro Bowls, but he only played in two playoff games, and he lost both. He was big, 6'5", yeah. handsome. That LA connection gave him a second career in acting. He was in The Undefeated with John Wayne and Rock Hudson, and he was in an episode of Gilligan's Island, which I know you love, Wilbon. You
1: remember Roman Gabriel, right? Oh my God, yes. He's only a couple of years older than Joe Namath, he had none of the glamour at the time. I loved him. I loved like trying to drop back in the, in the park like Roman Gabriel, who wore white shoes like Namath. But unlike Namath, he doesn't have any Medicare Advantage commercials like Namath and J.J. Walker. Uh, come on. Roman Gabriel was a pretty damn good quarterback, and he threw the ball down the field, not like now, where they're throwing it three yards left and right and somebody does everything after the catch. That wasn't football then. Love Roman Gabriel.
2: Not-so-happy anniversary, Ozzie Guillen. On this day 33 years ago, Gian, who was a savvy defensive player in his own right, got caught by the hidden ball trick on first base for the second time in two months. Didn't he learn uh. from the first time? After getting fooled by Greg Brock of the Brewers in late uh. June, Gian got caught by Detroit's Dave Bergman in early August. You'll see Bergman fake throwing the ball back to the pitcher and tagging Gian in the head when he took his hand off the base to stand up. Gian played... 16 years in the majors, 13 with the White Sox, three-time All-Star, Gold Glove shortstop. After his playing career, Guillen managed the White Sox for eight seasons and the Marlins for one. Guillen won the World Series in 2005 with the White Sox,
1: 747 and 710 for his managerial career. He does the TV in Chicago now. Tony, can you imagine one of Guillen's players being caught doing that, say Frank Thomas, say during a pennant race? Guillen would have gone... Berserko! He
2: would have! Yes, yes. Yeah, there's no question. No, there's no question he would have done that. I love him, though. A potential happy trails to Miguel Cabrera? The Tigers great had always said he wanted to play through 2023 when he's owed $32 million. But last night before the Tigers-Rays game, Cabrera said for the first time that this might be his final season. The 39-year-old has been experiencing knee pain lately, which has limited him to playing every other day. Cabrera said, quote, I got to talk to my agent. I got to talk to the GM. I got to talk to everybody to see what's going to be the plan for next year. Right now, we don't know. We're going to go day by day and see what happens, unquote. Cabrera's only the seventh player ever with at least 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. But this season, Cabrera has just four home runs and 36 RBI, just three extra base hits in his last 21 games. And watching
1: him run is like watching Gronkowski. I mean, neither one of them can move. Tony, there's been way too little of Cabrera over the years. We don't get to watch him enough because Detroit's not on TV as much. You can watch locally now or have cable satellite packets like I do, but there's not enough Cabrera. He's a smart, funny, entertaining guy, and the country doesn't know him. We, We know about three or four baseball players, the same ones. We don't know Cabrera, maybe the most underrated player ever, certainly of the last 30 years.
2: It's a tremendous advantage to be in a huge media market and yeah. I think he was with the Marlins and now the Tigers, and they're not huge yeah. media markets. Let's Such go to the great big player. Finish. Pro Let's Football
1: Hall of Fame enshrinement tomorrow. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Tony, I, you know, I'm not going to go crazy over that. I guess I may watch some of it because I like to hear the speeches. Dick Vermeil is in the class, and that jumps out to me. The Raiders beat yeah. the Jaguars in last night's Hall of Fame game. I dare you. Break it down.
2: So, again, I tune in when I think the game is on. They're in a delay, apparently a weather delay. They're vamping there, and I left to go watch the Nats lose, and I never went back to the game. New Blue Jay, (laughs) Whit Merrifield, says he's vaccinated, so he will be able to play home games in Toronto. Your thoughts?
1: Well, there had to be some sort of promise or late vaccination before they traded him. I mean, otherwise, how can you miss the home games? That's worse than Kyrie. The Calgary Flames signed Jonathan Huberto to an eight-year, $84 million extension. Does that make sense? I think he led the league
2: in assists last year. Eight years, 84. They laugh at that in the NBA. The disparity in salaries is amazing. Last one, Coco Goff beat Naomi Osaka 4-4 four four
1: to advance to the quarterfinals in San Jose. You excited by that? First, I, I, I thought the city opened. I was excited by that. I, you know, I missed out. I'm excited, though. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. Oh, yeah, Kyrie did miss the home games, didn't it? I'm Mike Wilbon. We're off the air until Thursday, August 25, knuckleheads. And now, don't you miss any home games or road games for that matter? Here is SportsCenter.
2: Jay Whitney, congratulations, club champ for holding the team.